0: Blog Talk Radio. I guess it's true what they say about you. People can't trust a fucking word comes out of your mouth. What's the matter, John Rue? I hurt your feelings. As a matter of fact.
1: I know. I'm the only black son-bitch you ever conversed with, so I'm gonna cut you some slack. But you got no idea what it's like being a black man facing down America. The only time black folks is safe is when white folks is disarmed. And this letter had the desired effect of disarming white folks. Call it
0: what you want. I call it a dirty fucking trick.
1: You want to know why I lie about something like that, white man? Got me on that stage, Coach, didn't it?
0: You're traveling to another radio show. A broadcast not only of sight and sound, but of mind, mind. mind. A journey into the wondrous land whose boundaries are that of the imagination. That's the on-air sign up ahead. Your next stop, AfroNerd Radio. With your guides, D-Bird, Captain Kirk, and on Grindhouse Saturdays, the Uncanny Daryl B. And introducing West Coast correspondent, Ms. Claire Linnae. Mind Expansion Engage.
2: Welcome, 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 folks. It's been a minute. We were preempted last week, and this is your host. Let me me tell you who I am. I'm going into it before I even formally introduce myself. I am the Afro Nerd, a.k.a. d My partner in white-collar crime, Captain Kirk, is unavailable, but he will be back this coming Saturday for our infamous Grindhouse podcast. And last week he was unavailable, unavailable, and I had a few things to do behind the scenes, so I just could not do the show. And barely made it for this show, but believe you me, people, dealing with this administration – I'm talking about the presidency – there's such an escalation with this person talking about President Trump that you can't take a break practically. You cannot take a break. So through some of the stuff that I passed – I passed on last week. Or I should say we passed on last week, but let's, let's really be real. Um, we're going to have to talk about the, the Unite the Right rally, Charlottesville, Virginia, and the deaths. It's been on the minds and the lips of essentially everyone in the country since this past weekend, since August 11th, August 12th we've been living a nightmare the escalation has occurred so you know what we do folks this is the midweek in review edition of After Earth featuring Captain Kirk but Captain Kirk Captain Kirk is not here so it's just me 646-915-9620 again 646-915-9620 let's try to let's try to simmer <laughs> do some simmering you know what I mean play some music for a moment and then we'll get into the meat. Let's play a little bit of Prince indirectly. This is a cover by Tina Turner. Let's pretend we're married. Give you about two and a half minutes, folks, and then we'll get into the meat. Let's groove. Not, um, uh, I think my friend Q Store might believe that to be blasphemous as far as uh, that cover. I'm not sure. I, I dig the cover. I know Prince is a hard person to cover. Not everyone can do it, but I think Tina Turner is uh, quite proficient in her own right. It's a different take, just like Sharon Jones, the the, the departed Sharon Stones uh, Stone. Pardon me. He's no longer. Let me Sharon Stone. What are, I'm completely flabbergasted now um forget it Sharon Jones pardon me um she's gone too so anyway let's uh let's get into this um 646-915-9620 again 646-915-9620 um I think to the chagrin of some of our listeners I don't always talk about Trump I I I let that for the major media outlet outlets to do because this Personally, it's just taxing. Every day, if not every week, there is something. And for people to think that this is normal is one thing to have just normal um, differences of opinion. Th- to have somewhat of a schism politically, we we know what this country is about. It's built on political discourse, political differences, and then you at some point are supposed to hash it out. Um, That's what the three branches of of government are all about. But this this is not normal. And we're talking about really someone who appears to not be able to have the Deportment and the capacity to to preside over the, the the presidency. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm saying this is someone who is a registered Republican. Um, and I'm seeing other folks, other Republicans, are starting to wake up, maybe try to eschew a political expediency because it is embarrassing. It is it is patently embarrassing. Uh, I must also say that I am not as invested as some other folks of color in just emoting and overstating the obvious. I mean, there's a whole history. You can go into the archives to discuss what Nazism, what scientific racism is about. Look up Carl Linnaeus. Carl Linnaeus was a botanist. Who, in the 18th century, really came up with the idea of racial categories? So, this has been a long-time tradition in the Americas. So, I, I can't get, I can't really get into this investment of shock and awe. I think it's it's about survival, tribalism, for Black people and other folks, and and even the umbrella term people, um, people of color. We have to explore some of those things for survival purposes, but there's a large segment of this country that appears to be comfortable with how this man has conducted himself. I mean this is, this is on the world stage. This is a problem nationally, but on the world stage, what is what? what how do people across the pond, although they have their own issues – shout out to Brexit. But when you think of, of, of someone who is supposed to be a global leader, think himself like this, it, it's it's unconscionable. So uh, I'm going to open up the lines. We have some, some calls coming through. I'm going to play some clips. We're going to hash this out. Uh, I want to put out some ideas. And uh, excuse me if I don't really get too emotional about the obvious. I know I've seen other other folks on major media outlets especially folks of color, but you, you have invested uh, white folk that invested in a progressive-minded, not not even necessarily progressive politically, just forward-thinking white people who aren't about this business either. I mean, enough is enough, but again, uh, I'm kind of beyond the shock and all. I'm just beyond it. I'm going open to open up the lines. We're going to hash it out. Uh, we're going to play some music, you know, further on, and we're going to play some clips, and we're going to get into this. Let's go to the phones, and then, uh, you know, give me give me what your thoughts are. Maybe we can squeeze some Kaepernick. Maybe Colin Kaepernick might get a job after all, because it's a little too close to home, isn't it? This 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 patriotism he's not supposed to have. Again, let me repeat myself. This patriotism he is not supposed to have. As a black man, a man of color, how does it work itself into the argument based on what we've just seen when your president can't – when your president equivocates when discussing Nazis? I'm just saying. All right. Let's go to 724. 724, welcome to the midweek. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from. What's up?
3: Uh, Sir, John in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Two points: first on Trump, second on Kaepernick. Uh, I've had a theory, sir, about a year ago, before Trump was president, and I said the best thing that could happen for this country is for Trump to win. Mm-hmm. Now it's not why that's not why you think. I
1: but said
3: the same thing.
1: I said he the same was going to do. Go
3: ahead. He was he was going to do such a bad job, and cause so many problems. That it was going to force the Republicans, the Democrats, all sides, all of America to come together. I said he was going to do such a bad job. He was going to do what he did in Virginia, and, and, and say the wrong things at the wrong times. And what it'll do, and I said, and I said before, I said this is well. Before the end of the year, I don't think he'll be in office. I said it's, it's about fifty-fifty. So what I see happening, how it's playing out, exactly like I said it would is even the Republicans, even the people that were with them originally are starting to go to the other side. Um, I think everyone's going to come together. He's going to leave, and it's going to force this country to look at these issues in a serious way finally and get stuff done. So I didn't vote for Trump, but I did say it was a good thing that he won because he was going to bring people together because he was going to do such a bad job.
2: Well, let, let me tell you something. Um, I, I felt similarly, you know, I, and I didn't vote for Trump and I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either. But uh, and as some folks felt that whole, you know, how the whole how the whole adage of uh, the lesser of two ego, two evils. I, I, I'm, t- you know, how long are we going to keep on going with that? That's what really got me. It's like, okay, evil is evil. Now we're trying to even when we uh Trump for equiv- equivocating about what racism is, you you, you can't equivocate with what evil is. And I I just thought that, uh, if anything, listen, I I am a registered Republican, but I'm not wedded to ideology. I'm at the point now where I would want another party or other parties, plural, the way way that uh, the Brits conduct themselves uh, on the governmental structure, the way France does it, uh, I would want a party to be called the pragmatist party. Just, just get it done. So we're we're so caught up, and you know, um, we don't like Obamacare, but it was fine when Romney Care existed in Massachusetts. It was okay as long as we label it uh, Republican. And, and and you know, I'm, I'm just at some point, evolved people need to get away from the ideology and say, okay, what is it going to take to correct problem A, problem B, and problem C? But we'll look at it this way. Look, look at it this way, sir.
3: If you got a dam and it keeps there's there's holes in a dam and you keep on plugging them one at a time, nothing really gets fixed. You, you're just you're just you're just plugging the dam until the next problem. I say let the whole damn thing fall apart and then you build it all over again. And that's what I think. The the, the one thing from this Trump presidency that could happen, the whole thing could fall apart. And then people finally realize that they have to be together. Like you said, a third party, a different party. I'm all for that. I don't know what exactly what the name of it is or, or what it stands for, but I agree uh, with you on that. And I, I think it all has to fall apart. You just can't keep plugging stuff one thing at a time because
2: it's all other areas are always going to break open. And one more thing, we have all the callers too, but I have to mention this as well. You know, we're already we're already past the Korean thing. Like, what what he said last week where he threatened Kim Jong-un, and not to say that he doesn't deserve some kind of response, but when you talk this way to someone who openly says, I'm going to lob some missiles over towards Guam, how you like me now, and you respond as if uh, if it's 1945 and you have old school weaponry, you can't – uh, there's no comparison between the nuclear, nuclear armaments from 70 years ago from where they are now. Uh, anything, even if you drop a bomb in Guam in the modern era, we would get the, the global winds, the nuclear fallout. We would feel it. What, what kind of damage would come out of it? I mean there's just no way to explore that. You can't even explore that possibility. But this nut doesn't really need, doesn't need congressional assistance for that. He gets to make a phone call. I don't, think, I don't think people really understand that if you do not have a person with some kind of self-awareness, you are dooming yourself. Forget about the racial stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Listen, people don't want to be in the 21st century. I, you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what that is. Uh, to me, skin tone is, is like food coloring. I don't like you because of your coloring. I mean, at some point, it's like, that it just sounds stupid. You have flat-screen TVs. You're, 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 you're all the scientific achievements, we're trying, to, we're sending probes to Mars, and we're caught up on the housing a human being comes in. I mean, just at some point, it's just like, okay, you know, it's a little, it's a little primal, it's a little stupid. I, I can't, I, I don't. I, I'm just confused by it.
3: Sir, um, you before know, you move on, can I get in, Yeah, can I just real quickly give you my second point about Kaepernick, and then, then I'll, sure. then I'll let you move on. Sure. Okay. So. I don't really have uh, a strong view one way or another on Kaepernick. I will tell you, for the last 35 years, I've been a diehard NFL fan. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I work hard Monday through Friday, and the one thing I do on Sunday from 12 p.m. till the last second of the Sunday night game is I just enjoy watching football. I don't watch any CNN. I don't watch Fox Mm -hmm. Sports. I don't want to hear anything bad. I just love the NFL, hat for 35 years. And that's all I want to see. I just want to see football. I want to hear offensive, defensive strategy. I play fantasy football. I want to follow that and, and it's sheer enjoyment after uh, work week. Um, now, again, I don't have anything against Kaepernick, and and, and really it doesn't really bother people if they don't stand the national anthem. But talk of the game, it's getting in between. It's interfering for me with the actual game. And what's going on, who's winning, the, You know, and what's going on in all the other games on Sunday. That's the only part of it I don't like is be just because I've been a fan for so long, and that's just sheer entertainment watching the NFL. I can turn on CNN, Fox, or whatever and, and see anything bad news or, or, or whatever, but for for the NFL on that Sunday, honestly, I just don't want to hear about it, to be honest with you. We,
2: we, we have other calls. I'm going to say this. I'm going to just leave this with you. Uh, uh-huh. i don't I don't have any issues with with your stance on that, and I think everyone is entitled to have their opinion uh, about Mr. Kaepernick. The only thing I will say is whether it's a distraction or not, and I'm not even disputing whether you you know the distraction part of it. I think what you're saying is has some validity is that you can't or the NFL can't punish the guy when he didn't do anything criminal and then hire people who have murdered who have beat their wives. I mean, it goes back to, the to the, again, this false equivalency. Sure, he took a political stance. It's not really beyond the realm of what some athletes have done historically. You might not even agree with the, the political aspect of it, but you can't, can't not hire him and then go around hiring people that have have done – I mean, Pac-Man Jones, enough said. I mean, at some point it's like, okay, we see where you're going. It's a little hmm, – it's a little fishy to me, uh, sir. Well, let me you ask listening? you this then.
3: Yeah, well, just we'll just a follow up, real quick, a question for you. Um, I I would Kaepernick. Wouldn't you think maybe though it has like a Tim Tebow effect? Um, now, football, you know, you got I guess it's 50, forty, fifty, almost fifty people on game day, on a roster, offense, defense, and special teams. Now, is Kaepernick really if, if there's if there's sides in the locker room? you know, pro Kaepernick against Kaepernick like there was pro Tebow against Tebow. Football is a sport. Everybody has to be on the same page. So while well, I agree with you talent-wise, I believe Kaepernick is at least at least a backup. If not, he could probably start on probably five different teams in the NFL, in my opinion. But football is a strange game where if you have any division in the locker room, um, is is the player, not what they stand for, like Kim Kibo, worth the distraction
2: of possibly hurting your team on the field? D- duly noted. I'm going to pass it around, pass the mm-hmm. mic, uh, continue listening to us. Uh, keep, me in, go-
3: keep me in the lobby, sir. Keep me in the lobby so I can listen in. Thank okay,
2: you. okay, I will. Sounds good. No problem. Uh, uh, let's go to my friend Q Storm, and then we'll go to my other friend on the left coast, John Hutton. Um, Chu, is that you? Yes, sir. What's up? How are you, sir? <clears throat> uh
1: well <laughs> hashtag left foot right foot. Enough said. Okay. Um, moving on. Okay. I tend to think that this notion and I I'm not this is not meant as an insult to any the previous caller or anyone who may be calling in with a similar notion. And this is a notion that you've espoused as well. I, I think it's kind of insane to say it was good that Trump won the presidency to me, so that we can tear it all down and, and build it up. See, I have children. I have a child. My child shouldn't have to deal with us as adults tearing stuff down because this idiot's in the White House and building it up. To me, that attitude is like saying, oh, let me cut off my legs so I can learn how to balance myself better. It makes no sense to me. Um, so I, I need to, I need help understanding that logic because to your point earlier about um, I think the caller said the Republicans are going to are moving over. I don't know where he read that, but I work from home. I have CNN, Fox. God help me. I have it in the background. All the time, I'm on my uh, I'm on my laptop on my computer. I get my news feeds every so often. And what the last story I I saw before I had to go pick up the aforementioned child that I have that I want to have a future. Last thing I saw pop up was that all these Republicans are saying are, are disgruntled. They're disgruntled, and they're they're uh, they're in private saying how Trump they, they don't like what Trump said. But they're all standing behind him. So I really – I don't have the patience to hear this thing, about it's a good thing that Trump got elected because they're going to stay on code. And possibly my child or anyone else who has a child may have to pay the price for that.
2: Well, Q, I I hear you. I really do, and I I sense the, the passion and frustration in your voice, you're not really uh, being shaky about your your assertions. I, I hear you. I really do. I hear you. I guess my problem, and maybe with the the last caller, is what we're talking about is that for 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 many years, perhaps decades, there's a certain level of acceptable malaise, uh, the infamous bureaucratic uh, red tape. There's there's just things that we expect or expect from the government as far as. The, not not really coming to your assistance. They're not really doing what what you want them to do. Um, I think it's somewhat out of, it, it's somewhat out of your hands. It's debatable whether the average person actually feels this. Maybe this is the first presidency that we might actually feel something that whatever is going on in Congress and the exec, and in the executive branch. Maybe what's actually happening might filter down to the regular man. But Many times you will hear people, and i 've heard this for years that well whoever's in office, your immediate existence doesn't necessarily change any, and a lot of it has to do with the nature of governance, the nature of the political establishment so i would I would dovetail a little bit from what the the past caller said in the sense I mean as far as black people and people of color uh tangentially, my feeling is what did you do during, the, uh, during Jim Crow? I mean, when, when the pressure was very, very – and this, this is a broken record. This is a broken record, Q. You've heard me say this before. When the pressure was really on – I mean, this is this – is, if we're going to be honest, this is a cakewalk compared to what our forebearers, forefathers actually dealt with. I mean, if anything, this might be more reminiscent of the Woodrow Wilson's administration where he lauded over – uh, Lorded over Birth of a Nation, D.W. Griffith's infamous film. He, 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 we know, I mean, it's, it's, it's public knowledge, it's in the history books, that he was so enamored by that film that he premiered it at the White, at the White House. We've heard tapes, you go to YouTube now, you heard tapes of uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon talking all kinds of madness, talking about uh, it's good that abortions – again, we're talking about uh, in the wake of Roe v. Wade when he said that, again, a Republican – think about the madness here. You have a Republican – hold on, let me finish my point. You have, think about the madness. You had a Republican at that time doing all kinds of shenanigans to break into the Democratic headquarters. Okay. At the same time, he expanded what we now know to be – Affirmative action, which this president Is trying to uh, explore And negate through the Justice Department Okay, he did all of this Mind you, in in His private times In his tapes he loved, he was the first The first uh, Internet troll, if there if ever was an internet There wasn't one back then, but his, his need To tape himself He talked about Jewish people in reprehensible ways And when I talked about the Roe Roe v. Wade. He t- talked about, as a Republican, how, uh, how um, abortion was a good thing. We don't want these blacks and whites mixing it up and the, and the babies that will come out of that. Uh, God, God forbid you have, I don't know, a president. <laughs> anyway, this is the mad... That was the madness, and you survived that. So if you really go into the pantheon of what black people had to deal with, this really is small potatoes by comparison. This is the last breath of effery. And then you're just going to have to deal with it. The millennials haven't seen this before. That's why they're bugging out. Okay? But for you and I, who would be classified as late millennials, Generation X, whatever, however you want to describe it, or at least our parents gave us a pretty clear picture on racial demagoguery and effery. You can survive this and you, you with your knowledge to be able to impart survival skills to your children. But to act as if this could never come up, I mean, come on. They, they, in 1940, they had postcards showing black bodies burning and white families uh, like it was ISIS. You've had, black men has had ISIS before ISIS had ISIS. This is nothing by comparison. But I give you the floor.
1: I, I hear what you're saying, but... I don't believe in the scorched earth philosophy that or the or to put it in more uh, base layman's terms I don't believe in cutting my nose off to spite my face I hear you saying we should be able to handle uh, what we're faced with now because our forefathers went through a A lot lot worse worse. Uh, but that's like that's like the uh, the dog that roams free telling the chain dog break the chain and come it's easy it's easy to break that chain and come on out and Hunt for your own food. Don't 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 live in the doghouse. Come on out. The chained dog, which is maybe it's a maybe that's not the best, uh, most illustrious metaphor. The chained dog, when he gets into the wild, may not be able to survive. We have to face that reality. We have evolved as a people, and maybe we 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 have to admit maybe we're not equipped to 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 uh, overcome a potential Nazi regime. Now, maybe I'm being overdramatic, but but I think you're being overdramatic for, for you know, poetic license, I understand. I'm doing the same. But what I'm saying is I don't believe in the scorched earth campaign. I, I don't believe in that mindset.
0: Uh,
1: I have a right to be outraged, and I have a right to say it's ridiculous. Let me just say this. Uh, B- Bakari Sellers said this. he called Trump on TV. He said Trump is the white supremacist in chief. Okay, that's not some strong one. language.
2: He's not that's the first language.
1: Right. My point being that, I, I, you know, I, I think that any black person, and I'm going to say this, any black person who voted for Trump simply because they didn't like the alternative, or simply because they felt like we need to start, from, we need to have him uh, uh, scorch the earth so we can rebuild it with new seeds. I think that black person needs to be held accountable.
0: Well,
2: okay. Let's let's let's. I want to I to keep you on. I want to get because I want our friend on the left coast, John Hutton, to give his, his piece as well. And my, we must be mindful uh, that this young lady that that was killed, uh, she was a young white progressive woman about that business, and she she would be no different than I mentioned, uh, uh, Viola Liuzzo. Who was who died at the age of thirty nine, who was from Detroit, and uh, went down south to assist in it with black people voting in the sixties and caught a bullet. Caught a bullet. I mean, there've been a number. I mean, John Brown. We can go further than that. I mean, there's a history of white resistance to this kind of thing, and she falls in line with that. So I think that has to be respected. I, I don't want to be so tribal, where we we you know sometimes you get with black 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 black, and then we forget that. To be honest with you. Uh, I even like the words I wish I was able to capture the audio I don't know if you heard about this Um, I think Maybe I heard it on Of all places Of all places um, Okay, you know what I I think it was on Sirius I heard this But Jimmy Not Jimmy Kimmel uh, Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon had a very Very straight up And passionate response To what happened in Charlottesville And he said that this is inc- incumbent upon white folks to check yeah. each other. Check- so I mean, m- you you might have expected, you know, a more milk toast kind of kumbaya kind of thing, and he said, no no no, these are white people gonna have to check themselves on this one. So I I'm very very, but I didn't really expect. I mean, I didn't expect anything less from him per se because uh, he's a younger cat. He has he, not to say he has black friends, but he's really in the culture. You know what I mean? So. I'm just glad to see I think the nation ha- the nation has to see that there's a re- there's a re- there's a white response that there is a white response in some ways I think you know black folks need to kind of like fall back a little this is my opinion, kind of remain quiet and kind of do our own behind the scenes let's go uh radio silent for a few years and figure out figure out our ish and let this become more incumbent upon white people. To be vocal about this 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 nonsense we can't always be they're not listening to us anyway when, when black folk black folks have been emoting for for hundreds of years let's say in the media at least 60 70 years media wise we've been emoting this way and when it comes out of a black mouth it doesn't resonate if a white person like let's say a jane elliott that kind of person what someone who's phenotypically white when they kick when they kick it people start to listen if it's a black person you're just crying and whining so let's fall back and let this let white folks handle this because why at this point white folks are dying
1: but they're not handling it i just told you no one in the republican party has openly Repub- repudiated donald trump
2: oh, the, no one that's not accurate because antifa that's how i'm learning that's the correct pronunciation antifa and no, I think no. I I heard a representative. It's actually Antifa. Okay, trust me right on right. this. I heard right. it. I heard a representative on Pacifica Radio, and it was discussed how you pronounce it. Uh, okay, Antifa. She was the representative. Anti-fascism is a long time. Uh, this is going on past over a hundred years of anti-fascist right. movements, right. and yep. this was this was a culmination. So the 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 very equivocation that you are talking about were, by, were white folks who are part of Antifa that was, they, they were there. And, they, and someone got ran over because of it. So let's not be so uh, emotional when we don't start to actually state the facts. You're talking about a, a, a strain of, of white folks, a strain. Uh, some of these Republicans, and, and honestly, there are other Republicans, Republicans I've heard that have been, they've been, been saying, "No, no, we're not going for this." Let me, let's. I'm going to keep you on. Let's go to my front on the left, on the left coast. Hey, man, how are you,
4: man? I go away for two weeks, of this, what are you doing? I blame you for this, man. What's I, going don't, on? don't
2: do that to me. <laughs> let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you how goofy I can be. As 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 much as I. As I have a problem with what's going on I mean it's not like I'm, I'm not going to lie to you gentlemen And tell you that this isn't in my head Trump is in my head a little too much But I'm, I'm also discovering Rick and Morty Right So I mean my goofy ass would prefer To talk about Rick and Morty And this upcoming Star Trek I mean that's what I, I live in that world as, as Q knows But unfortunately I have to come down to earth on occasion as well But isn't it, isn't it shameful That all of us bond on pop culture, blurred culture uh, nerd culture we bond on this and they're pulling us back in into this nonsense but I'd much, I'd much
4: rather talk about Rick
2: and Morty I'm just saying uh, I give you the floor John <laughs> sorry you know,
4: hey I'd rather talk about anyone besides the orange skull at this point but you know hey we gotta talk about him right I know so, what is wrong with this guy <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm on the scene of Fight Club right now. I I got that, her name was Heather Hayard chanting in my head right now. What the heck?
2: Yes, yeah, a young lady.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. You know, I'm reading uh, news articles right now about, you know, they've got hecklers at her own memorial right now. You know, this stuff is not going away. And it's really not uh, contained to one race or any one people. You know, this is everywhere. The world has gone mad.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it appears that way, and uh, I, I don't know how how tolerant or why folks are so tolerant. It's one thing to espouse or to secretly or to indirectly or to uh, have a dog whistling. He's not. He's no longer dog whistling, by the way. That dog whistle is. He's got a bullhorn. He's got a bullhorn. But even if that's the case, he's so. Oh He's so. He has such a lack of self awareness. Like as crazy as Richard Nixon was. He had enough uh, self awareness to record his madness, and yet let's get this let's let's, let's work with China. Let's get this affirmative uh, action going on. Let's 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 uh, deal with Roe versus versus Wade. I mean, there's things uh, even when you think of someone like LBJ. LBJ, there's tapes on him too. His tapes are crazy too. He was a southern racist, but <laughs> I mean, he still was. He still was was uh, facilitated civil rights legislation, even as a racist. He was more politically more politically savvy. His political savviness was, was, was over his racism. Not this guy. Not this guy. He can't help himself. He cannot well,
4: help himself. You know, to me, he's very much a symbol of what I've been talking about for years, and that's the degradation of our – the guy – really does not understand complex thinking. And, and I'm not saying, you know, to really run them down. I'm saying we as a society really are not trained in cognitive thinking very much. The whole idea is identity politics. And it's something you talk about with, when you bring up tribalism. It really is that. You know, who are you? Are you a Democrat or a Republican? There's really no middle ground anymore. I mean, so you talk about, like, uh, bringing up a third party. That is really not on the table because people do not think in more than one or zero. Now, how do you break that mindset? You know, uh, you, um, I, I'll even pose a question to you. When you think of uh, soda or pop over here, um, what are the two names that come to mind immediately?
2: Coke and Pepsi. Pepsi. Exactly. Pepsi and Coke.
4: Coke and Pepsi. It's a binary thought. You don't really think about Sprite. You don't think about Dr. Pepper. You don't think about root beer. I love root beer. But, That's my whole point, is we are conditioned to think in ones or zeros. Either you are this or you are not this. And that is what is so wrong with our society today. You're either a good person or you're a bad person. You're either a Democrat or you're a Republican. You're either black or you're white. You are rich or you're poor. And there's no middle ground, and there's a whole bunch of people in the middle ground. It's maddening. Well, you, you know something,
2: and, and I, I had to, you know, to be tribal for a minute, but it's not, not so much. Um, I, I think, well, I've said this countless times on the show, and you actually hinted at something that, I, that I've been, been meaning to talk about, and I, I do mention it on occasion. Um, there is an issue in our country. I mean, I think about how people of color, uh, how it works with us in the micro— but it also is a problem in the macro. You know, you know, Q. I'm pretty sure you might have heard this, uh, John. That you know, whatever. If it's if it's if it's a if it's a, if it's a sniffles. I don't know how, how does it go, Q. If, if it's a cold with black. When people, when
1: America catches a cold, black people catch the flu.
2: Yeah, right. You know, it's 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 there's a matter of severity, but everybody's in the same bag essentially. And what's been aff- afflicting America for quite some time. Is this whole de-intell- de-intellectualization thing, and Trump, as you just stated, is a is a product of that. That this whole dumbing down, how you make fun of the nerdy people. Uh, if you're somewhat intelligent, you have to make fun of this of this person, male or female. You really have to. You ha- you're you're uh, encouraged to to not really express yourself in an intelligent way, as you just said, John. There's this whole thing about uh, you, you can't be cr- a critical thinker. Someone's going to tell you, you know, sp- you know, you speak too well. Look, look how uh, Obama, if he, even if you didn't agree with President Obama Obama's politics, we couldn't even get to his politics because you have folks like Sarah Palin who would talk about, uh, he's professorial. Well, I'm saying professorial. She didn't use that term because you know how she speaks. But uh, the fact that she was even ex- exalted, exalted to a certain degree, that we, we – well, many of us in this country, we seem to be so caught up in how dumb she was, and look how look how simplistic Trump speaks. Like the the way he speaks is so simple, and his his constant repetition of the same word. No one really brings this out that you. I mean, this is a person who is, who is obviously this is not even really up for debate, but they're going to do it. He is obviously does appears not to have. The cogitation to be able to run the office. He speaks well, it, too damn Simplistically and for whatever reason, the, you know, just the constant repetition—two and three or four times—he will repeat the same word. That is a sign of an idiot. But
0: <laughs>
2: we're, a lot of people are cool with that. So I, I tell you, we to we gotta, we got we, we have to, we have to play this like it's a cold, and wait, and just, and just wait it out. Oh, go ahead, Q. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I was going to say, Trump, to me, he's proven – because when he walked away from the podium, uh, a, a CBS reporter asked him if he was planning to go to visit Charlottesville in the context of saying something to the mo- the family. His response was, you know, I have a home in Charlottesville. I own one of the largest wineries in Charlottesville. Oh, wow. That right there proved me he's a sociopath. Yeah. The man is a sociopath. He has no – I mean, understanding that anyone can be president if they work hard enough. It shouldn't doesn't matter if you have a law degree, you have a political background, polyside degree, but you have to have intellectual curiosity. You have to have empathy. You have to have sympathy. You have to be able to – Self-awareness Self-awareness, and you have to be able to identify with the people you are representing, being an American public, which is made up of a lot of different people. Now, one thing I wanted to say to John Hutton, he – and, John, you, your first statement was, bravo. I'm glad to see that there are some people, both black and white, that I've seen saying, making the point that this is not a Democrat or a Republican issue. This, uh, this is an American issue versus Nazis. And I hope, to John, again, to John's point, that thinking is what we need to bring us together together so that we're not one or the other. It has to be us versus evil. And unfortunately, like I said before, I'm going to repeat this again, I have not seen anything where Republicans have repudiated Donald Trump by name, nor have any of them resigned their posts from the Trump administration.
4: Well, now, I'll do uh, the uh, Economic Council or something like that? Where, you know, all the CEOs? Uh, the day after... Trump made that horrible speech about what happened in, uh, in Virginia. Uh, the CEO of, uh, I can't remember what company it was. Merkel? Merck that CEO. Merck, he resigned Merck? immediately. Yeah. Merck
1: and uh, Intel. Yeah. Intel. Well, they all, yeah. uh, I think six of them left, and he and he claimed credit for dissolving it. He said, I'm going to dissolve it. Yeah. Elan Bates is the only African
2: American CEO, though. That's you to take note of that, too. Like, the first guy who was African-American, he lambasted publicly. Then other, other CEOs followed suit,
4: and he says nothing. But go ahead. <laughs> well, that was my point, is that it's, it's part of the whole sociopathic behavior of this guy. As soon as he gets any credit criticism, as soon as he starts pulling the pinch, he lashes out like a child. This is who we elected as President of the United States. Now, I voted for Hillary not because I liked her but because I knew things like this were going to happen. I,
1: you mean you you're a mature American? You're a mature American? Is that what you're saying? You know that you can't have everything you want so you made a mature decision? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing.
4: Well, I won't go that far to say I'm mature. I'm, you know.
1: Yeah, I, know I did you see you hey, I did you're right. I did see you wielding a sword in Game of Thrones attire. So. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm an actor, man. That's part of
4: a gig I'm doing, and I'd love to talk about that some other time.
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking.
4: Hey, well, I got more pictures coming,
2: man. Listen, uh, gentlemen, I'm going to keep you guys on hold for, for still. we still got a, a little bit more time. Uh, we still got a lot more show, actually. Uh, you know, I still have to conduct a program where folks will listen uh, after – this airs So I want to go, go to a groove I'm going to play a clip I want to give more information about what exactly happened in Charlottesville And we have to make, take, take note Charlottesville is, is kind of a cool spot I mean it is a, a college town uh, Monticello is there the, uh, it, the famous Thomas Jefferson Plantation um, yeah, Although we can also critique Thomas Jefferson uh, He's the father of our, one of the fathers of our country uh he did free his slaves um i mean there's, there's things to there's things to be proud of with our in our country, even some of the nasty stuff when when we're able to overcome it. but again, we're talking about you know two hundred plus years ago <laughs> where people uh realized that you know this is wrong i mean in the case of Thomas Jefferson specifically, and yet you have these uh these nationalists that want to go back to that time. I mean, one of the uh, they spoke to a nationalist uh, speaking about um, Ms. Hayer. He did, He could give two craps about her passing. I mean, it just it just. He, uh, these are the people that he says are on equal footing with the anti racist I mean, <laughs> wow! I, I, <laughs> it is amazing. But uh, as I said also, the shock and awe, I mean, we have to be beyond that now. We have to be beyond it. All right, folks, this is the Midweek Review. Uh, we'll talk about that goofy stuff, and I say that playfully, uh, this Saturday with Claire Linet. yours truly, Captain Kirk, the uncanny Daryl B. But for now, we've got to talk about that business, August 11th, August 12th, a horror show. Uh, the video was un- unbelievable. I could, the, the video footage was unbelievable. So, we'll talk about that. Play a groove, play a clip. Um, we'll continue speaking with John Hutton and, of course, QStorm of podcastjuice.net. Um, New Groove by Kay Tronada, one of my favorite groups. Little Things, Little Things. Give you about two minutes. We'll be right back. More discourse. Let's groove. we're back. Once again, I give you the best of Urban Alternative group, Black Rock and Roll, Psychedelic Soul. That was Little Things, K. Tranada. All right, I still have my stalwart uh, supporters. Um, if you haven't noticed, uh, Captain Kirk is persona non grata. He'll be back on Saturday. We have the left-coast John, John Hutton front of the show and, of course, Q Storm, who's a little bit more local to our area. Um, I want to play a quick clip courtesy of the New York Times to give more of a timeline of what happened in Charlottesville. Um, we did have a preempted broadcast last week. You know, I, I failed to discuss. I mean, we're already beyond this topic, but it was race is like on every is like everywhere now. It's just, it really is crazy. But last week, you know, there was a Procter and Gamble ad that lasted for around I don't know 24 hours for about a minute. It was called the Talk. Um, I might revisit that because you know race, uh, the Colin Kaepernick thing. We can still throw that out there. I mean, all the, even the, even the Google software engineer. We're already beyond that. News just doesn't last long enough. This seems to be having a little bit of legs, though. Uh, Trump's lack of deportment comportment, same thing, seems to be gaining more traction. Although we can go back to 2015, we knew this right away. Many of us knew it right away. I didn't think that it was a serious thing. I thought it was obvious that, okay, this is a fool. But, hey, you know, many other folks seem to think it's okay. A Harvard-trained constitutional attorney, constitutional professor, attorney, that wasn't good enough. (laughs) We got a nut. That's okay. All right. New York Times discussing Charlottesville, the tragedy. And then we'll get back to this to the discourse. Hold on.
5: White nationalists and counter protesters blamed each other for the violence that erupted in Charlottesville on Saturday. A- protesters also blamed the police for not keeping the peace. Amateur video from many angles over the course of the day paints a picture of how events turned violent. Early Saturday morning, white supremacists gathered at McIntyre Park in Charlottesville. Around the same time, counter-protesters met at a church 2.5 miles away. Both groups marched toward Emancipation Park in downtown Charlottesville, the site of the planned far-right rally. Several men wearing National Guard-style military gear were present. The first outbreak of violence was reported at 10.30 a.m. More clashes happened before 11 a.m. The use of pepper spray was reported. A state of emergency was declared at 11.06 a.m. Violence continued until 11.30 a.m. when officials declared unlawful assembly. Police started making arrests around 11.55 a.m. as they began clearing Emancipation Park. At 12:30 p.m., clashes were reported at nearby Justice Park. Counter-protesters marched down 4th Street. At 1:40 p.m., a car sped down 4th Street. Then it rushed in reverse.
3: you guys just see that? A car just plowed through hundreds of people downtown Charlottesville. Holy f**k.
0: We need the ambulances.
5: James Alex Fields Jr. was arrested and charged with second degree murder after authorities identified him as the driver of the car. Heather Hare, a Charlottesville paralegal, died in the attack.
2: All right, we're back. That was uh, courtesy of the New York Times, giving you more of a encapsulated view of what happened this past weekend. And um, there's a lot more to actually unpack with this this case, gentlemen. Um, you know, again, we must remind our audience that this was called the Unite the Right, Unite the Right rally, and it was in response to this um, it's happening really all over the country. And I think it's even in the wake of this tragedy. There's even more fervor with many different uh, municipalities removing their respective Confederate monuments and memorials. So this – in this case, was a Robert E. Lee statue that was uh, in, in in discussions or I guess in the midst of being removed or uh, there was an impetus to remove the statue. Uh, not that dissimilar, I think, than with uh, – the Nazis were there, but in Germany, they're not – they don't have any, any kind of – um, reminders of the Third Reich, uh, except for maybe you know of course the the um, the concentration camps but you know not, nothing that's going to nothing as, as, as some kind of prideful thing when you go to Dachau, you 're not there to, to to be prideful, although i 've seen some of these millennials taking pictures and smiling, but that 's another story that goes to the ignorance um so you, you you I'm going to put this out there you know for people who who regularly critique black folks about talking don't let's not talk about history let's talk let's not stop talking about slavery when that criticism criticism is levied toward black people we're we're instructed to capitulate we're told pipe that down that was in the past so what is the difference with telling people of color, black specifically, to pipe down about the history, and yet you have a faction of people who are very who are very emotional about the removal of historical monuments? Why is there the difference?
1: See, if I may. See, here's sure. the thing. You're right. Everything you just said is right. We're, we're told, you know, get over it. You know, pipe down about that. It was 400 years ago. Whatever. Right. So that's like you see African-American museums across the country. Our history is ensconced in various museums that we can visit, and we can you know, go there and uh, not relive, but we can reflect on where we were, where we came from, and where we are now. So if these people want their statues, get them off of the public streets that the taxpayers are paying for. If, you, if, if, if there's a museum of history in Charlottesville – and they want to put replicas of those statues in there, I'm all for that. That history should not be erased away. I agree with that. By the same token, and I've heard this so eloquently uh, uh, spoken about on, on TV, you know, kids shouldn't have to go to Robert E. Lee High School or walk past the statue that is a memorial to their, uh, the, the, their forefathers being slaves, so get that stuff out of here. Put it if you want to put it in a in a memorialization or a museum. That's one thing, but not who needs that in 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 the public sphere, in the in the in the outdoor public sphere, if you will.
2: Yeah, you know that, that's another thing. I I have to agree with you on that. I, I do feel what is it? It's a it's a dual sided kind of thing. One is um, yes. We should not forget this history. Just as Dachau, I mean, why why, are these concentra- why haven't these concentration camps been levied? Or oh, pardon me, leveled? Why haven't they been leveled? Because they're used for instructional purposes. They're not used for prideful purposes. So I do think you you should have a confem- Confederate memorabilia. You have a set of folks that want to try to uh, talk about revisionist history they want to they want to re, re, they want to kind of put a different spin on what the civil war was really about and they talk about the civil war in in a prideful way when it really was about being traitorous i mean it's, it, you were you are talking about being traitorous and no one wants to put it that way even if you were to try to take out the the, the, the economic slavery component and, or even the states' right component. If you take all that out, at the core is you wanted to break up the United States and do your own thing. That could be construed as being traitorous. And no one wants to talk – all these southerners that, that are uh, talking fondly about that history, it's laughable. And what even makes it even more crazy is that as a northerner, to show you the racial component, why would somebody in upstate New York – which is very uh very um country for the lack of a better word there there's uh Confederate flags in Albany, New York and beyond in utica, so what's that about? Why would a northerner profess love for the confederacy in the modern era if it's not about race and why would they, and why would why would if you're if this is so cultural, why would they juxtapose the Nazi flags uh the swastikas with the with the with the Confederate flag. So it's so much double t- double speak. But then your president is, is double. He's the master of double speak. The whole thing is absurd.
1: Senator it Deaver, really is. You think this, do you think this will affect HBO uh, programming? That show Confederate?
2: I have no idea. I mean, you have. Uh, well, listen. I, I've I've spoken to you. We spoke about this. We, we we appear to be the only ones that can handle this. I, I want to see the Confederate even more. To so the listening audience, we're talking about. I mean, you know, every day it, it, these these things queue last about twenty twelve to twenty four hours. But a few weeks ago, the 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 uh, no Confederate hashtags. Shout out to April Rain and Jamie Broadnax; those two, and I think another young woman, were were spearheading this this campaign that they had. They took issue with Game of Thro- the Game of Thrones writers wanting to explore. Uh, a alternative history where, the, where where what if what if the South won or if anything they had successfully seceded su- from the Union? What if that had actually happened? what would that look like in the modern era? They don't want to explore that alternative history. Now we see the man in the high castle on Amazon doing this, and personally part of uh, a chief component of, of the of nerd culture of, of sci-fi fans. Of fantasy fans, Hell, we grew up on what if comics and else world comics to, to to this day I'm still reading this stuff, so I have to look at I'm looking at this as an else world, and we're so sensitive now that we can't handle this and yet i'm in, I'm listening to serious Radio Q and John, and I'm listening to uh hip hop channels that are disgusting matter of fact i i wouldn't doubt that if we were go if we were to go. To, and I mean this was no disrespect but if we were to go to April Rain's uh, uh, iPod we would probably hear the most reprehensible um, and racist hip hop music but because those folks that are doing it share a similar shade as these folks that are critiquing No Confederate, that's okay I was listening to, listening to some song with Nicki Minaj I forgot who, the, who was also on, on the record with her but its I don't even know how new it is. But I'm listening to this yeah. song. I said, this is a problem. That's another thing. What? I'm, I know. I, know, I want to mention. Let me finish this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't know. We'll you... talk about it when we get here. Huh? I don't know. Okay. Let me put them on hold for a minute. <laughs> uh, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but th- this is another thing that bothers me. Sometimes I feel that if, if, if we're really under attack, if we're really – let me bring back Q because there was some, some background noise – Hugh, are you, are you okay?: I'm good. OK, because so there's a little bit of background. Um, I know I'm not supposed to bring this up, but I have to be honest as to what bothers me, that if, if we're under attack and I'm not, I'm not saying we, we're not under attack. I said what months ago that the stormtroopers are coming. Now I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about the stormtroopers in Rogue One. I'm talking about stormtroopers in modern time. If the stormtroopers are coming, can we afford? That have this, this this negative propagandized rap music, going on in the background. I mean, this is this is like the minstrel. I mean, literally the minstrel music that existed during uh, the 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 uh, antebellum South, and even the early 1900s. If you look at the titles of some of those songs, where well, the N word was very much in the titles, they look. It's almost a, it almost uh, the same. Or compare, you can compare those old songs to the new songs. So, w- why can't we, as black people and other people who, who just think this is a problem, this is also, doesn't this also compound this, this, this storm troop is coming, Q, listening to N word this, N word that, B word this, B word that? I mean, I, I felt a certain way. I felt a certain way when, uh, Brother's gonna work it out came on Public Enemy or Fight the Power came on. I felt a certain way. I these millennials, you don't need that to to, to really to really hammer this on. This 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 uh, this, this stuff that's going on with with, with Trump and, and Stormfront. That's it's real. What, what do you feel about that?
1: Well, I hear what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think, you know, what for me, there's some things that I'm willing to put on hold to fight the imminent battle, and then once that's taken care of, I'll come back to it. I'm not saying that what you're saying doesn't have any validity, but I think there's a lo- a bigger looming problem right now that I don't necessarily connect to the the the. Aberrations that you hear in um, hip-hop music today i hear what you're saying but i, I want to put that to the side until and, and deal with the, the the train that's coming down the tunnel at me right now
2: let me be mindful of some of the folks that are listening i see
1: more callers callers if you
2: like you'd like to join in on the discourse press one it's like a virtual hand raising uh that way we know you want to join in on the conversation again Uh, Again, pardon me, the the phone number is 646-915-9620, 646-915-9620. If you'd like to join in, just press 1. I tell you, Q, I hear you, but I I guess I'm bothered with it because when it comes down to how the black community is is being um, dealt with, when you saw how Steve Harvey was brought in and other entertainers, uh, it it comes off as if to speak with us. To speak with us, being tribal, you need to go through our entertainers. Our entertainers are positioned as de facto leaders, which is wrong within itself. But can you imagine uh, if, there were, uh, if there was an impetus to speak to the Jewish community, would you make, would you make um, contact with Jerry Seinfeld? I don't know about that. But instinctively, they know, even uh, Hillary Clinton knows you have to go through Beyonce and Jay-Z. I mean that's why I don't think we can be so dismissive of entertainers because they're, they're oftentimes used to distract us and to even interpret stuff for us. And I think that uh, when you think of how things went down in the '60s, I think the '60s to the millennials, the '60s is a period of so, of so much um, so much death. It was a tumultuous period by far. But when you actually study how much, how, how many leaders—I mean, how many leaders, black and white—were killed, and the, and how even the entertainers put in a position to be political, and that their art really wasn't that um, counter to their political message. You can't say that what Harry Belafonte was doing, what Sidney Poitier was doing. Um, what the athlete, athletes of their time were doing, that, that it, it wasn't in contrast. Everyone was lined up and on that page. And someone like someone like uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick wasn't perceived as an anomaly. It was an expectation. Now you, you can't we've been so mollified that when it's time to rise, whether it's through your art, or, th- or through your platform as a as a sports personality or as an athlete, where everyone is kind of the, the money. The money is too extreme, or you you, you know you are you're you're put in a position where you can't say anything. I mean this wasn't this was a, this wasn't heard of in the 1960s when really the risk might be more severe in 1965. I think it. I think we must. If we're going to be taken seriously, why can't we pull these people to the side to knock it off? Or I mean, I just don't. I think you're giving a pass to these people. I don't think you should be allowed to 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 disseminate or or to be a propaganda tool that is anti-black, which is what these people are doing. As this goes on, as this goes on, your anti-black propaganda also continues what are your thoughts about that
1: uh, well again i i hear you loud and clear i i guess i can only break it down like this it is a priority of mine i i don't uh, I, I don't agree with some of the things we're hearing in our in our community's pop culture but i gotta be honest with you man um i'm i i got to prioritize what's happening in front of me with tiki torches Okay, uh, you know we, we could be we could be the most urbane, you know neo soul listening people. Hip hop couldn't wouldn't even have to exist. The inner word, we could never utter it, and these tiki torches still coming at us. So, I, I'm prioritizing that. You know, I I am now um, prioritizing whether or not I want to right now put aside my. My uh, problems with BLM and their lack of uh, speaking out against black-on-black crime, which is always will be an issue for me. But right now, I'm dealing with tiki torches, bro. <laughs> you know and well,
2: <laughs> well, listen, that's another thing. I didn't want to go there, but you brought that. To me, all this is wrapped up in the same bailiwick. Uh, we saw I, – I, I don't – was it North Carolina? There's a footage of a black police, police officer who got shot several times while trying to apprehend a suspect of the same hue uh with a with a taser and he just turns around point blank range and shoots this guy you know whether it's the, the, what's going on in chi town uh we see they're trying to clean up the ms13 i mean even the crim- the criminal element i mean this this really in your face um uh, a dysfunctional problematic thing that's going on um that doesn't that also compound the situation that you know the the gangs we can't even get the gangs in order I mean you're talking about tiki tortures you got to get past uh Shay Kwan and 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 gun violence before you get to the tiki tortures you won't even see them you got to get out of Chicago city limits to get to the tiki
1: tortures well i guess my hope is that and we we have seen this precedent Precedent that, uh, and I made that with a P R E C E D E N T that we've seen certain elements of our community come together to fight a common enemy. Now, I know maybe that's naive of me, but I'm just going to repeat myself. I, I, my priority right now is that the the alt right is mobilizing, and right now I will take any compatriot, whether that person uses the N word or not, which I disagree with, or whether he whether he's a gang manger, which I disagree with, but right now my priority is the you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. And you're we going, got Nazis converging.
2: You're going where I want you to go. That is my main point. Is that we are not going to be able well, first of all we're not going to be taken seriously. And if we if we really think I'm talking tribally, if we really think that the stormtroopers are on top of on top of us now. So we see that they're running over the running over folks of their own hue. This young lady, a paralegal, 32 years of age, a life in front of her. And I trust me, I feel for her. I'm, I was very saddened. First of all, to look at to look, we're at the time where we can see the the the, the most vulgar things. So I was able to actually, all of us, were, I'm pretty sure, we actually saw this horrendous footage footage with the Challenger. I'm sorry, the Charger. Uh, Mowing down these people, so now you can see this stuff in real time it, it was it was horrible um, if 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 that's going on, we need what left what's left of our leadership to try to pull some of these people together include- i mean where is Farrakhan or some of these 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 um cultural spiritual and or political leaders within the black community? To start to rally even the, the, the decrepit around us and say, listen, do you really think we can afford this when these guys are coming now? That, that, that's why I, I feel that I think all is lost if we can't – it just can't be you and me talking this way. I mean even the most dysfunctional person, quote-unquote, in the hood, and they're the first to talk about, quote-unquote, white folks getting it in. If if that's really the case, why can't we I, listen? I would even be, I would even want a twenty to thirty percent reduction in crime. To to I mean, there's got to be a way if it's that serious for a, a, a Farrakhan, and we know he's in advanced age, but I don't care. To to, to contact these guys, that what are we going to do? Is this are you still going to terrorize the, the community while this is going on? Or if anything, it's going to be difficult because of this presidency, but there are some more people multiracially are starting to talk about um, – I don't know why this is a no-brainer – that the these groups, these racist groups are terrorists. And we need to have an urban terrorism. Uh, uh, Dylan Roof was radicalized on the internet. It's not that different. I've said this before. It's not that different than what the radicalization process for some of the American youth. Who may be uh, Islamic or not even uh, uh, not even not even Islamic uh, originally, but they're also being radicalized on the internet to be a part of ISIS. The same thing. Why not put it all in one umbrella? All of these are de- these are these are groups that are being radicalized. This is all urban terrorism. Why can't we even talk about that? What are your thoughts about that, Q? We got about seven minutes remaining.
1: If I understand what you're saying, that, that's a pretty uh, re- that's a pretty lofty ideal. Um, I guess I would say, uh, logistically, the 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 enemy, as I see it now, would not would never have that element uh, fighting alongside them. So by I guess by default, like I said, I'm willing to take them in for the moment, so that I can prioritize well, what I see as sanctioned by our president, mob rule, Nazi rule being, being emboldened by our president. And i just – I'm sorry. I believe in what you're saying. That's why I've been listening to you for six or seven years now. But right now, my priority is on <laughs> these people that I saw in Charlottesville uh, this weekend.
2: Okay, but you, you don't think that what's, look, happening, look. what's happening in your communities – is it also an immediate problem that, that you know? What but, I'm hearing. I'm in New York. You're, you do your business in New York and the tri area as well. There are correct. there are countless ways that, as a as a black male, that you could be taken out. That would myself included, as collateral damage internally before the tiki the tiki guys get to you. I the mean, you're, you're dealing with the war on both fronts. Is what I'm asking you. And I'm saying what I, I'm saying is let me finish my point. What I'm saying okay. is uh, either we have – either we – I'm talking about just the public, black white, black and white folks collectively. Either the, the, the critical thinkers figure out a way to, A, uh, combine have, – have a government or, or, or to uh, put pressure on the government to put all these dis- disparate groups under urban terrorism. That means that the Nazis – that the these, these uh, white nationalists, that ISIS and gangbangers are all under the same. They're all urban terrorists. Okay, just stop piecemealing it and attack it. That because there's a radicalization process for all of it. To be a white nationalist, you're being radical. These people is a process to their radicalization. All these groups, even though they have different political agendas, there's still a, a radicalization process. Either that, that's one. Way that the public can start to put pressure on the government to say, stop piecemealing this crap, and let's deal with urban terrorism. Or, I'm saying to you, for black people to say, or, if we're going to be tribal, let's get some of these folks under our umbrella and say, listen, you you cannot continue to terrorize us internally. When these stormtroopers go, what are you going to do? Can you, can you make an appeal to the Bloods and the Crips, even MS-13, the brown cats, brown brothers and sisters, to say, are you, what are you going to do? Is it red, is it blue, or is it black? Because these guys are going to get an end. See, if that's not going to happen to you, then this is, this, is a waste of, this is a waste of time. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be a, some planning going on instead of just saying, oh, well, this, you know, we're just going to, you know, the tiki torches and we, we're just going to talk it out. There's no more talking. These people are serious.
1: Well, I think you you just put a cap on what I was about to say. You know, you and, the, and your very first column were saying how it's a good thing that Trump was elected. I still have issues with that. Maybe it's the wording, but maybe this is uh, – we can say that it's a good thing because it will unite – all tiers of black folks together to fight a common enemy. Maybe that's, maybe I could get on the bandwagon with you on your first call about saying maybe that's a good thing as to why Trump, before Trump being elected, it would bring us together to unite. Just like you talk about the warring tribal factions in Africa when they were all put on the slave ships, they became friends very quickly. Yeah. So maybe that's the way I'm going to choose to view uh, our my brothers and sisters who may not have my values or may behave a certain way and use words that I don't use, but maybe that's what can come out of this uh, abortion of a presidency.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, um, we may even revisit this a little bit, even though it's going to be the Grindhouse show. Um, I think we might devote maybe 20 minutes or 15 minutes to discussing it because this is a really serious thing and then then we'll get into our pop culture discussion. But I, I think that if this is where we are at and there's no telling that this guy might not get uh, a second term. You know, We seem to believe that it's, it's going to be a no-brainer that uh, even with the midterm elections that things may turn around, we have no idea. We really don't. Uh, we, have, we have to kind of hope that the general public is emboldened enough to, to get involved politically for midterm elections when historically many of us do not vote. Many of us are only concerned with, with the, the general elections. But the real, the real work of putting people in place and moving chess pieces is really about local elections. Politics really starts locally. So I don't know. I mean, all this that's going on, I don't know if people are motivated. It's a kind of the same thing. If you don't, if, if a woman getting run down, if a white woman, I got to put it that way, because if a black person got run down, I think it would have been you know just another day. But if a, a white woman... Young woman, uh, future was bright, gets run down, and we're not, as a general public, we're not motivated to get involved for the midterm elections. Then there's nothing to stop this, this inept president from continuing uh, going into a second term.
1: I I know you got to run, but. You know what, for me, my fear is, and I use the word fear lightly, I, I, you know, I, I use the word fear. My fear is that, you know, forget about the second term. Given that what these, how these Republicans are behaving, I, I think we might face a challenge the life we've never seen where we have someone suspend the rule of law and with the backing of his party will maintain power into a third term.
2: <laughs> he, he, listen, the Constitution has, has taken that away. The last president that had four terms, as you know, was FDR. So, uh, and he's nowhere near an FDR's popularity. And, and but unless he goes to war, but even his, even a, a war in 1945 is a lot different than 2017, 2018. There's there's, there's no <laughs> other years to look forward to. Q, we got to close shop Saturday, 6 p.m. We're gonna do our thing. Pop Culture Talk, maybe 15 minutes of a continuance of this conversation. Can you continue supporting us? Uh, Let's go out on Groove. Let's try to to be upbeat. His Royal Badness, uh, his version of the sex of it. King Creole Creole and the Coconuts, actually, uh, they covered it first. This is his version. Saturday, 6 p.m., folks, it's been real, as always.
0: ring my friend That didn't get you off French cologne A hundred bucks an ounce All you did was cough You say you want simplicity You don't like love complex When I got a spooky feeling You just want me for the sex The thrill of it The cheer of it The spills of it Baby, baby You just want me for the sex Just want me for the sex The sex of it Oh! Don't open that window. I told you not to open that window. That's it. That's it. Uh-huh. 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 I'd to make you understand that's all I wanna do. Tell yeah, my life, I'd rather spend it all with you. Couldn't love, love you any more you Dress I guess I want you next Cause that's your bitch What? You just want me for the sun uh, The truth of it The truth